morning, everyone, and welcome to Julia Spare's Moving Markets podcast. It's Friday, the 9th of June, and my name is Helen Freer. On today's show, I'll be talking about the latest market news with Roman Canciani. Then I'll be asking my colleague Tim Gagey for his latest thoughts on currencies and metals. But let's start with the latest market news. Good morning, Roman. So looking at the markets, the talk of the week really was the two unexpected rate hikes, one by the Reserve Bank of Australia on Tuesday and then by the Bank of Canada on Wednesday. Yields spiked higher on the news, not only in those countries, but also in the US and Europe. At the same time, data released yesterday showed that Europe actually experienced a technical recession over the winter month. So the setting for yesterday's trading day didn't look too promising, really, did it? Yes, uh, good morning, Helen. Absolutely. Well, the market seemed like being caught on the wrong foot, especially with regard to the two rate tags in Canada and Australia. As a result, traders started pricing in one more rate hike in the US already next week, as opposed to July, and yields rose. Especially at the shorter end, the two-year U.S. Treasury yields jumped to levels around 460, a level not seen in a while. So it came as a sort of relief when U.S. jobless claims were released yesterday, which were much higher for the last week than expected, actually the highest since October 2021. So yields backtracked strongly again and stocks rose in the U.S., Actually, the S&P 500, which gained 0.6% yesterday, is now up 20% since its low in October 22, entering bull market territory. The tech-heavy Nasdaq, meanwhile, even had a stronger day, and in the day up 1.3% with chipmakers NVIDIA and advanced micro-devices among the biggest gainers amid the frenzy in stocks linked to artificial intelligence. Okay, and I also noticed that the Swiss franc jumped yesterday versus most of its peers. Can you fill us in on the news here? Well, maybe Tim, who will speak about currencies a bit later, uh, will have more on that. Uh, But what happened in short was that Thomas Jordan, the president of the Swiss National Bank, was on tape saying that inflation remains high in Switzerland and further interest rate increases are necessary to keep it under control. By the way, that comes after the Swiss Federal Office of Statistics this week released inflation figures just above the 2% handle for April, a level which most other central banks would actually cheer about. Markets are now taking it for almost granted that also the SNB will raise its policy rate by another quarter point at their next meeting on 22nd of June. Okay, understood. And let's talk about overnight action then in Asia-Pacific. Stock markets are higher across the board, but I see Japan is really outperforming. What's going on there? Yes, Japanese stocks snapped higher after two down days, with the Nikkei closing about 2% higher, supported by strong economic growth data and weakening yen, and unimpressed by Bank of Japan Governor Katsuo Ueda saying that the bank will debate whether it will unload holdings of exchange-traded funds when it nears an exit from easing policy. Asian stocks overall are heading for the second consecutive weekly gain, maybe boosted by optimism over potential stimulus in China, after data released today showed a larger-than-expected decline in Chinese producer prices in May and still slow consumer price inflation at 0.2% year-on-year. So a bull market in US equities, continued volatility in rate markets, Overall, slightly disappointing economic data, with the exception of Japan, maybe. So what do markets make of all this? What can we expect today, do you think? 
Pues, yeah, well, it looks like a pretty thin day as far as new data is concerned. European markets are slightly in the plus as we speak, while US futures point to some small profit-taking at the open. Something to look out for is certainly the speeches of ECB Vice President Luis de Guindos and Supervisory Board Chairman Andrea Enria at two different events today. Traders will try to read those speakers' lips and far beyond in order to find any clues on what the two central bankers think with regard to the further rate hike trajectory of the European Central Bank. That's it from me. Very good. Thank you very much, Roman, for the roundup. Now, Tim, good to have you on today's show. Good morning, first of all. Good morning, Helen. Nice to be here. So another week has gone by and we're getting really quite close to the FOMC meeting. Has this meant quiet times for FX? Well, we were absolutely rather expecting to see some very sleepy sideways trading this week, such as we usually get once we're within about 10 days of the Fed. However, we have actually seen some pretty decent moves this week and on the back of nothing too major, really. Yesterday's initial jobless claims, which come out weekly and are therefore pretty volatile, were indeed higher than expected, and the dollar did sell off quite sharply. The move might have been boosted a bit by, uh, as Roman mentioned, the Swiss National Bank governor Thomas Jordan's comments on inflation. Jordan said that inflation was more persistent than they first thought, therefore more hikes will be needed, and the Swiss franc gained about 1%, mainly against the dollar in fairness. The SNB comments really do not seem that exciting to me. I mean, they meet four times a year, so they have to make each meeting count, and clearly they need to hike rates. The inflation data we saw doesn't include a few things that certainly, for somebody like me living here, feel a bit more expensive. But still, Jordan doesn't say very much, so I think it shows that a central bank governor who speaks very rarely can really have a lot of weight attached to his words in a way that perhaps some of the more um, camera, not shy uh, central bank governors might want to think about. Do you think this dollar selling can continue much further? It's quite hard to say. We think it should in the sense that we are really quite negative on the dollar from the sort of levels we saw earlier this week at least and have been looking for opportunities to sell dollars and buy euros, sterling, Aussie dollars, just to to name a few. However, it is the Fed next week, and it would be a strange time to see a trend beginning. Because, as I said before, I'm not really sure what has changed. The market is certainly very jumpy, and there is very little US data out between now and next Wednesday, the day the Fed announce. Although we do have some PPI data in the US that afternoon. I'm still inclined to believe we will not see necessarily a dramatic further selling of dollars from here. And if you were sharp enough to get short the dollar below, I don't know, 124 in cable or really near 106 in euro dollar, for example, I think I'd be quite happy to take a tactical gain somewhere between here and another 50 pips higher. And how did metals react? Well, platinum went absolutely nowhere. It was uh, 1,020 before, it's 1,020 now. But gold and silver really traded quite a bit higher, but it was very much more just dollar selling than any specific demand for those metals themselves, as far as I can see. In gold, if we can get above this big resistance at 1980, maybe we can take another look at the recent levels above 2000. But I would once again use any such move as an opportunity to lighten up on long gold positions, reminding you, of course, that one should never be short. Interestingly, There was a lot of talk about 1940 being this big support level. And sure enough, it held absolutely perfectly again yesterday. I think that now should become really the downside level to really watch. And any proper negative move in gold would need to get through 1940, which may not be so easy. So for now, I think metals-wise, I'd rather stay on the sidelines uh, and try to just either add to or subtract from an existing position rather than do anything too dramatic. Okay. And what do you think the Fed is going to do, or more importantly, say next week? 
Oof, that's a good question, he says, playing desperately for time. I would be very surprised if the Fed are aggressive or hawkish. The rate itself is really quite elevated already, and I think they will be rather prudent. The market will certainly be listening very closely for any indication of further hikes or not. But Powell should, and I believe will, try to tread very carefully and generate as little excitement as possible. As I said earlier, here on the desk, our core view remains that one should be short dollars. Taking some partial profits from time to time makes sense. So, did I answer your question, Helen? I'm not sure I did, but that is the best you're going to get for today. So with that, thank you for having me on the show. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and I wish you all a happy Friday and an excellent weekend. Great. Thanks very much, Tim. Great to get your thoughts, as always. So that is all for today. Thank you again to my guests this morning, and thank you all for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, don't forget to subscribe, and please also leave us a review on whichever platform you like to listen on. We would love to hear your feedback. And do join us again on Monday when Bernadette will be back and she'll be speaking to more of our colleagues about what is moving markets. Have a great day, everyone, and then a great weekend. Bye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. Beyond Markets is a weekly podcast where Julius Baer experts and external speakers discuss some of the latest market developments. They share their key research and insights on today's ever-changing economic landscape and present practical advice. Search for Beyond Markets on your favourite podcast player.